0: Sai, can you uh, give yourself a little uh, introduction as well as uh, your motivations to create PeerDB?
1: Yeah, thanks, Hubert. This is Sai, and uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of uh, PeerDB. Before PeerDB, I was working at Microsoft, and I was leading solutions engineering for all Postgres services on Azure. This includes, like, flexible server, which is, like, the counterpart for RDS Postgres in Amazon, right? Like, like... And also uh, Citus, right? Like I worked there for like four and a half years, and then prior to that, I worked at a startup called Citus Data, uh, which is uh, which was uh, a Y Combinator company as a part of the Summer Eleven batch. I joined there as like an early engineer, and then saw it through the Microsoft acquisition. So Microsoft acquired Citus to build out their like you know distributed SQL offering, uh, which is now you know competition to. Uh, uh, databases like uh, CockroachDB, Spanner, Yugabyte, mm. and these kind of databases. So for the past eight years, I've been very much in like the Postgres and databases space. And in my day-to-day, I used to like, you know, help customers implement Postgres and Citus. In the first four years, I mostly worked with like, you know, startups, uh, but after the Microsoft acquisition, my day-to-day was to work with like, you know, enterprises like, uh, uh, I mean, large enterprises like ATT and and those. So yeah, that's a bit about me. now. Coming to why did I start uh, PADB, right? Like so, some background here is like in my day to day, while I was like helping customers like implement Postgres and Citus, I saw that across like a plethora of data movement use cases, right? This includes, you know, say database migrations, right? Okay, you have like hundreds of like you know Oracle databases, and you want to migrate to like Postgres, or you know, uh, say real time streaming to like uh, data warehouses from Postgres, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, okay, you have a bunch of Postgres databases, and I want to uh, take periodic backups and put it to like storage like S3 or like blob, right? Or, and these days, we are hearing, you know, vector ETL, where there are like a bunch of like unstructured data sources, and I want to build like a scalable pipeline to, you know, uh, uh, create these embeddings and store them in Postgres because Postgres supports the PG Vector extension, which is really good at like semantic searches and stuff like that. Right. Mm. So across a, a plethora of these like data movement use cases, I observed that customers tried out existing ETL tools, which includes you know tools like Fivetran, Airbyte, and you know in cloud data movement tools like you know uh, Azure Data Factory or like Azure DMS or AWS DMS. Right. Like they tried out these tools. And most of the times, you know, they failed. These are customers, you know, who run Postgres at the heart of their data stack, right? Like they run Postgres at scale. They, you know, have hundreds to like uh, hundreds of gigabytes to terabytes of data present and like moving through Postgres, right? Most of the time, tried these tools and like failed, and then you know decided to build like in-house solutions using open-source tools like DBeam and stuff like that, and you know, uh, uh, spent like multiple months doing this, right? Which is then, which is when, like I thought that why not build like a data movement tool just for Postgres uh, and better than anyone else in the world, right? Which is when you know we started uh, PeerDB. And uh, one thing that I observed with these existing you know data movement tools is they are all built around the premise of supporting hundreds of connectors. Then you know providing a rich and a native experience for Postgres, right? Like I remember a specific experience where uh, in Microsoft we had to you know uh, support like a native feature which is the copy command as simple as the copy command to improve like throughput by orders of magnitude. And it was an absolute nightmare for us. It took like over six months to like ship that feature, right? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. the engineering decisions which were made, which were, you know, uh, which were around the premise of creating these abstractions to support like hundreds of connectors, then supporting a native, simple native feature, which would really help Postgres customers, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, which is when, you know, we decided that why not build a tool bottom up, which is like super optimized for Postgres. And uh, which is where like PADD came about, uh, Hubert. So,
0: yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So it's uh, a really fast way of just transforming your data and getting it to a, an analytical space, like a uh, uh, a Snowflake or a uh, BigQuery, uh, or yeah. even another Postgres, correct?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, like the the thing is that like uh, the, the the higher level vision is. You know, building a first-class data movement tool for Postgres and making it faster and simple to move data in and out of Postgres. Now, obviously, we are scoping and starting with like one use case, which is very common and critical to customers, which mm-hmm. is uh, real-time streaming of of data from Postgres to data warehouses, which includes Snowflake, BigQuery, and uh, also Postgres. Right? Like, uh, that is one data warehouses is one target. Next is we also support queues. We have like uh, Azure Event Hubs and Kafka as like the targets. And last but not the least, uh, we have storage engines. Uh, As of now, S3 is supported. Down the line, we plan to add support for like GCS and also Blob, right? So Mm. our goal is real-time CDC from Postgres to these like targets and make it like super fast and simple, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: in your documentation, I didn't see um, Kafka or... um... Uh, azure event hub so you've added that recently right yes so like we've
1: added like so uh, the event hub support uh, we have like actually enterprise grade uh, azure event hubs support what i mean by mm-hmm. this is number one from a performance standpoint you can you know uh, expect uh, less than 20 seconds of uh, lag on the event hub side at large throughputs like over 15000 transactions per second that is one number two uh, uh, you you also have the ability to very easily uh, stream data across different namespaces, across different topics, and across different subscriptions, right? So mm-hmm. that's also one request that customer have, right? Like, uh, where, hey, I want to, you know, stream data across different tables to different namespaces, right? Now, how do you do that very easily, right? So that capability is also there in PDB. Now, Kafka is currently in preview. And like, as we uh, evolve, we are going to, you know, make that solid very similar to like Event Hubs. But the event hubs is actually coming from like a enterprise customer we are working with.
0: Excellent. I, I see two t- types of uh, use cases here. One is called like uh, the real time CDC uh, replication of data, and then there's the squ- uh, the, the streaming query replication. Is well C- can you talk about the differences between the two?
1: Yeah so real time uh, so this change data capture replica, uh, replication is basically you know uh, replaying all the changes that are happening in postgres let it be inserts updates mm-hmm. and deletes and using the using the lo- using the concept of logical replication slots to you know capture changes from this to put it to the uh, target data store right like and this is you know the uh, more common one uh, we see basically right like which is uh, change data capture based replication and leveraging like, you know, logical replication slot, like do these changes. The second is, you know, we also have query based replication, where the idea is, uh, you know, you stream changes based on a watermark column, right? Like that watermark column could be a timestamp column or a ID column. And now recently we added support for the hidden Xmin column as well. We just mm, like, okay. you know, added support for that as well. And the difference between both of them is in, in the CDC, you s- we support like you know inserts, updates, deletes, right? And in uh query-based replication, only you know uh inserts and updates are supported out of the box, right? Because that's the nature of like you know the watermark column, right? Uh that in the in the sense that if you choose updated at like as your watermark column, right? Like you stream these changes based on that like watermark column, and then you know, uh on the target, you could either do an append only or like do an upsert based on the primary key,
0: right so yeah uh, so these the watermark that you're speaking of in the the streaming query replication that's that's more to do about the logic of uh, um capturing new events versus uh like watermarking as you would think of it as in stream processing where you handle late uh, late arriving data. This, this is a different type of water bucket. From, from func-
1: yeah. From a functionality standpoint, uh, basically, right. Like if you want to do the change data ca- capture based replication, there are some dependencies, like, you know, the mm-hmm. customer should be okay to create a replication slot on the source. Right. Number one, number two, uh, uh, they should, uh, tables should have like, you know, primary keys or unique keys, right? Number two, right? Like, so uh, and, and some customers might not prefer that. Rather, they say that, hey, I have this events table which is just like append only, and I don't want to add over it on the source of like creating a logical replication slot and stuff like that, right? Rather, I, you know, this is an append only table, and I want to stream it based on like this timestamp column, uh, which is where, you know, query-based replication will kick in, right? So if that makes sense. So.
0: Yeah, so coming from the streaming world, um, these are very similar to the things that we call like change stream and then append only streams. Okay. Right. Where uh so your real-time CDC um replication of data, it, it obviously uses your write-ahead log um and Postgres. And then does it perform an upsert at the at the sync?
1: Yes, so what we do is like we uh, have like, uh, so the real time CDC based replication has two main steps. One is like we have the initial load, where uh, you have data already existing in your tables, and you want to uh, put that snapshot in a consistent way on the target, right, Uh, which is where we do a lot of optimizations, we have the paralyzed initial snapshot, which, you know, lets you sync like terabytes of data in hours versus days, right? Like, so that is one. Once that is done, we read the logical replication slot, right? Like, and then uh, we do mo- we do the standard like elt right like which is a very hmm. well known thing where we capture all these changes on the target database and then basically do a merge right like where uh uh-huh. we have logic to decide whether it should be an upsur- update insert or a delete right like uh, i see. Uh, so we do a merge
0: uh, so just like in, in snowflake you have that 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 merge um syntax where you can merge it uses this this kind of like streaming um technology in the, in the snowflake side let's say you know if you're writing a snowflake do you build all those components in the back end of snowflake before you you uh you run the the uh, the pipeline or or does uh does peer DB do all that
1: yeah so from a from a usability standpoint right the customer just needs to define both the Data stores, which in our world we call as call as peers, right? Mm. And uh, one another thing which we'll probably get into is we provide like a SQL interface to do all this data movement, uh, and there are some benefits uh. to it which we'll talk in the future. But the customer like you know just runs a couple of SQL commands to add these peers, and then we uh, introduce this concept of mirrors, where customer kicks off these like a uh, 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 SQL command to define. A, a streaming job from the source and the target where they specify the table name mapping right and that's all the customer needs to do under the covers we take care of all the plumbing of you know creating the, the logical replication slot creating the publication creating yeah. raw tables on the snowflake side right like and then uh keeping track of you know what is the last committed like lsn mm-hmm. right like uh, uh, to take care of like you know recovery right okay if pdb crashes or like you know if source or like target crashes you need to recover from you know um, uh, 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 the last point, right? And we use Temporal, which is an orchestration tool to take care of all of this. But the high-level mm-hmm. idea is, customer just like you know runs three SQL commands: creating peers, right? Like create peer Postgres, create peer Snowflake, and then they they run the create mirror command, and then under the covers, PIDB takes care of all the plumbing to start like a real-time streaming pipeline between the peers. Uh,
0: uh so. so so um. So, db this it's not like a a, a postgres plugin it's, it's the database itself is or or can you plug into an existing postgres i would not call
1: PDB as a database and now that is a bit deceiving because in our name we have peer i have mm. my thoughts that we can get into that later but the point <laughs> is it's 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 like a data movement platform right okay. like which lives outside the database it doesn't it's not like a plugin or an extension to postgres that was an intentional call because like an extension would put load on the Source database as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. and also uh, uh having an extension wouldn't be straightforward to support you know managed service offerings as well, right? Like so that's the reason you know we made the call that we won't build it as an extension. Rather, like it's it's just like it, it's you know a platform that lives out of outside these outside your databases, and then your databases basically connect to PDB and then through the create peer command. And then you kick off mirrors to move data across these like peers, uh, I
0: see. I see. So when I when I log into uh, a peer DB, I could see, and and I, and I create a source, um, and and the peers. I can see all those from a single uh, shell, a, a Postgres shell, correct? Correct.
1: Like so, the the way you interact
0: with PDB is
1: uh, this data movement platform extends a SQL interface, which is like Mm -hmm. Postgres compatible for users to interact with, right, like the idea here is, hey, guys, do your data movement and ETL the same way you work with like uh, databases, right. And, uh, and this is like actually, you know, uh, working out well for us, because that is one unique differentiator that PADB has, because customers are able to develop pipelines very easily, right? Like, so we have one customer who is, you know, uh, doing a sync from SQL server to uh, Postgres, right? Mm -hmm. And then what uh, but the thing is, they have 6070 SQL server databases, right? And now they just like, you know, uh, using the SQL interface, they uh, created these, like, you know, uh, 6070, like create mirror commands, interestingly, using dbt, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it just works dbt, like you can directly plug into, you know, PADB, right? Like, because it's Postgres compatible, right? Right. And then, uh, so the idea here is like because of the SQL interface, the customer was able to build a pipeline across the like uh, to move data from these like 60 70 sql server databases to postgres very easily if it was if it was just a ui right like it would be way, mm-hmm. way more difficult right like now we you yeah. know th- these are this is one advantage you got so
0: yeah very 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 nice I, I i see just gleaning through your your documentation i can i can see that i can create a peer right let's say let's Let's do a use case. Let's say if I'm 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 replicating data from Postgres to let's say uh, Event Hubs in Azure. Um, so I create a peer that is the Postgres source. Then I create another peer that is the Event Hubs sync, right? But to to PeerDB they're just peers, right? Um, and then I create a mirror after that from uh one peer to the second peer in this case postgres to uh to event hubs and i name that mirror so i can actually list all the mirrors that i have and list all the peers that i have um in all of the in 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 peer db right so any any replication that's happening is really called a mirror mirror is that correct correct absolutely okay. right
1: like and i would also i mean i'm uh, i'm a guy who can do who prefers like showing all of this in live, so? I can show like a three-minute mm. demo right now to you. Would that be useful, basically?
0: Uh, this is gonna be an audio, but I think I, I think we're getting into the, the gist of it here. It looks really nice because I think if um, if the audience here were just to go to the the documentation, the documentation is really simple and self-explanatory. I can just see that I can create a mirror from one peer to the next, then I can map those columns from one side to the other and then provide all these additional parameters that will uh, allow that that mirror exactly. to to happen yeah, pretty well
1: yeah in the mirror we also provide like a lot of configurability right like mm. to you know which decides the performance uh of the sync right like for, for example you can define the number of parallel threads you want to use uh, right. as a part of the initial snapshot right you can also define the batch size right like as a part of your uh, change data capture right like mm. the more the batch size the latency would be slightly higher, but then the throughput could increase, right? That is number two, right? Like, so we also have something called as the refreshing table where you can define that, okay, I want this streaming job to run every, you know, 30 seconds, every 10 seconds, every like, you know, Mm -hmm. five minutes, right? So uh, we give like granular control to the customer as well. I think that is also one thing which I observed that the existing tools lag, right? Like, because, Mm -hmm. and typically these data engineers, right, like who are building these scalable data pipelines, really prefer like that level of configurability
0: uh, mm-hmm. uh that makes sense. yeah I, and for the audience there are a lot of videos on their documentation so it really you can just watch one of these and walk through one very simple example um really simple to use very user friendly that I, I feel like the developer experience here is really just just right you know what i mean um the uh, let's go let's go back to uh event hubs really quickly and for or in particular the CDC uh, use case where we replicate um, CDC data from Postgres into Event Hubs. So Event Hubs being like a Kafka-like system, uh, yes. and of course let's let's even take it further. Let's say this is Kafka Sync. You know, let's say it's already GA. I'm sure it's going to be GA in the next uh, next couple of days, maybe. I'm just kidding. Um, I hope. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah um what does it look like in kafka right so if i if i mirror that data into kafka so kafka has has um a bunch of uh commit logs in it very much similar to the write ahead log that that um that postgres provides Right, It's almost you know these these partitions that Kafka provides are almost like an extension or exposing the the right- ahead logs of uh, their source CDC databases sometimes, right they, they emulate that uh, or they mimic that 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 structure. The, um, what would what would it look like in one of these Kafka partitions or in, in a Kafka topic, for instance?
1: Yeah the, uh, yeah so the way, so the way we do it is uh, basically we uh, have like I'll tell more from a event perspective and then it'll be okay. kind of similar to like kafka as well right, it's, right. it's it's a uh, json right like key value mm-hmm. key is like the column and then you know the value is like the value of that uh, column right like uh, and uh, that is one number two we also provide configurability to flatten uh, nested columns. So for example, mm-hmm. in Postgres, you have the JSON JSONB column, right? Like, and uh, you can also flatten uh, that column to key value pairs, right? Like, and this was one of the customer requests. So like, and you just define that as a part of your mirror, right? You say, right. flatten columns are like, you know, these two like JSONB columns, right? So the uh, the signature is more like a key value JSON on the target, uh, Hubert. And mm-hmm. the thing is, down the line, we also want to provide capability to change the signature uh, of of uh, that, uh, so that like customers can like do it whatever uh, they want, uh, if that makes sense. Now, other is on the event hub side, we support. Uh, we also support like uh, parallelism across uh, partitions and across topics. So what I mean is, if you read changes from multiple tables, and each table is going to a topic, suppose right, and. Uh, we support like parallelism of, of writing data to, across multiple topics. And even within topics, you have these partitions, which you can define, right? Like we mm. do support that. And this, you know, really helps performance, right? Like that's the reason, you know, we are able to see customers do like over 15,000 transactions per second, uh, right. Like, uh, uh with like latency of less than 20 seconds. Uh, and also the customers while defining the peers, right? Like they can even define the number of partitions they want to use, right? Like, uh, for example, I want to, for the larger table, I want to you know put it uh, in a topic with like eight partitions and for the smaller table, I want to do it with like one partition. They mm-hmm. can actually define that as a part of the uh, signature of the peer, uh, right, But So this Brilliant. is the level of configurability we give for like event hubs. And we are expecting some to extend similar uh, things to like Kafka. Uh,
0: so I could also, um, using the streaming query replication, I could transform the data as it take, comes out of the source and writes to the sync. Is that possible? So, uh, in from a streaming query replication standpoint,
1: we don't support queues as of now, right? Like okay. So the queues are supported for the CDC based replication, right? Okay. And in regards to uh, whether you can do transformations for like uh, you uh, with the query based replication. You can do pre-transforms in the sense that you can run any query on Postgres, right? It can be a join, it can be like, you mm. know, a complex query, right? Like, uh, and then you define the watermark columns within these sub queries. If you have sub queries on the, you know, the, as a part of the query. Right. So that we provide. So it's not so one addition to whatever you call the append only append uh, uh, type streaming right here, it's, you know, append type streaming, but also you can mm. run any query, right? So it's kind of like, you know, materialized views, streaming materialized views, right? Like with post, right. Uh, with the transformation on uh, the Postgres side, basically. If you want to do transformation on the target, uh, you can use like DBT, right? Like you, uh, I mean, I which is the standard, like, you know, ELT architecture, right? Where, okay, you push this and then you do a transform with DBT. Uh, and then PDB very easily integrates with the uh, DBT, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So um, can, my, can I write to myself so let's say if I if, can the sync and source peers be the same and then have that have here DB act like a, an external materialized view you know what I mean so that that transforms data and creates a new table and feeds that or you know feeds that materialized view in the same postgres database yeah so uh, yeah. It,
1: it, as of
0: now I would
1: say no, right? Like this is Mm. uh, going into the territory of like these streaming, stream processing systems, like materialize and stuff like that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do that. The reason is because like, I can, I'll say we can, you can do that because PADB has like a catalog database under the covers, and then you can, you know, create a mirror from that, from, you know, the source to the catalog database. But as of now, like we are not getting into the territory of a materialized where, you know, okay. uh, uh, you store the materialized views on the PADB side and then power your dashboards from PADB, right? Like right. Or build your application on PADB. It's more like a data movement tool. It's mm-hmm. right. Like, which is, you can compare PADB to like a 5Tran or an Airbyte, right? But okay. they more specialized uh, to Postgres, right? Like, uh, and that's where we get these performance benefits uh, versus like 5Tran and Airbyte. tools. Uh,
0: I see. So I, I noticed in the streaming query replication section that you do have a a SQL Server source and two Postgres sync. Will you also be able to um or are you are you thinking of uh writing all the other existing syncs as sources themselves?
1: All the existing syncs, which is basically uh Snowflake, like, BigQuery, like, and Exactly. Like- yeah, so I think for with Postgres as the target, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we are, uh, what we are hearing from customers is more, you know, uh, uh, systems like I mean, more right. traditional databases like SQL Server, Oracle, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that is the territory that I think we will step into next, right? At a you know right. higher level, we already stepped into like sql servers and sql server and we have like a bunch of enter- enterprise customers we are working with right, right but right. Um, and next is going to be oracle right and 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 our philosophy hubert right like anything mm-hmm. that we take up we want to provide like you know a very high quality experience right that's the reason you know yep. we are we we don't want to go into the uh, in, into this thing where okay we support hundreds of connectors right like from day one right so but right. when we support like our oracle connector in future it's going to be like a great uh, experience now Snowflake and like BigQuery and you know uh, uh not as of now, um, okay,
0: Cuban,
1: right? Like, uh, but uh, but we are getting some requests where customers want to move data from queues or like storage to mm-hmm. Postgres. Uh, that should be easier, uh, not immediately in the roadmap, but we will you know consider that.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's that's a big problem, right? There's a lot of people are trying to do the reverse ETL or the data activation from. These data warehouses, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, expose those or mirror that that same data externally for other, you know, um, systems to to consume and, and query and display. Um, I'd love to see where where you guys go with that. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'd, I'd say this would be my last question, probably. What can you tell me more about what the query federation via Postgres SQL is? Yeah.
1: That's a good question. I think we should uh, update our docs to make mm-hmm. it better. But the mm-hmm. idea is from the SQL interface right, that we provide, uh, you can not only create peers and create mirrors, but you also have the ability to query these underlying peers. right? Like for example, I kick off a, a mirror between Postgres and Snowflake, right? Like from that same SQL interface, I can run count stars to validate my data, right? I can even mm-hmm. run like a select star from to like, you know, see my data uh, you know uh, to make sure whether the data is like uh, has gone to the target right so number one you can uh, because of this feature you can validate your syncs that is number one number two like you can use it like more fancy things like one of the customer what they do is as we provide like a postgres compatible interface over bigquery right like they you know uh, 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 run queries on bigquery, uh, using the Postgres FDW, right, so they have mm. a Postgres database, and then they uh, uh, create like a foreign table to PDB using Postgres FDW, right, but that foreign table is actually connected to BigQuery, right. And then um, so the idea here is they're able to like, you know, query data in Postgres and BigQuery to- together because of uh, PRDB like Postgres compatible interface, right. So uh, this is like one unique use case, one of the customers is using PADB for, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But at a high level, these are the two use cases. One is you can validate your mirrors, right. Number two, you can also use the Postgres compatible layer to, you know, uh, make it easy to, you know, query these data stores, right, like you can even use the Postgres FDW to connect to PADB and start querying these like, you know, peers, we only support like postgres bigquery and snowflake as of now So for example we don't support like query querying g- g- event hubs or queues right that is the territory mm-hmm. which we, we immediately don't want to explore right uh, because our focus is more on data movement as of now right uh, but it it does help customers to validate like syncs and mirrors then and there uh, you Yeah. Wow.
0: interesting well really enjoyed the conversation um so really uh really interesting um product i'd love i'm already playing with it and uh it's, it's, it seems really simple to just use and start uh, replicating data um i'd love to talk to you again soon um in the, in the future to see how far you guys go um you already have customers um which you know is is <laughs> a lot harder you know I, I can't you can't say that for a lot of uh series a companies out there you're 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 pre-series a so congrat congratulations on that um but yeah uh until next time I, i'd love to talk to you again soon thank you thank you but uh, right. nice chatting with you yeah right likewise thank you. bye-bye